So I'm going to ask you a question. But since it's Christmas, I'm going to give you a gift before I ask you the question. Okay? So here's the gift that you're going to think really hard about before I ask the question. The gift is this. When I ask the question, please do everything you can to push away from the temptation to look at the person on your right or on your left or the person who's sitting two or three down from you. Okay, that, That's my gift to you. You get your answer to your question and you just keep it in your mind. Okay, So here's the question. Is there someone strange in your family? <laughs> See, wasn't that a nice gift? I, I did good. I did good. You might have a, a strange person in your family. And if you don't have a strange person in your family, you might have someone who every now and then says or does something strange. So I'm not going to tell any of the stories about my family. And I'm not going to tell any of those stories about your family, so we're just going to kind of make up a story to help us think about this, all right? So imagine, if you will, that you have an uncle, and your uncle's name is Uncle Norwal, okay? Uncle Norwal. And so Uncle Norwal is the strange guy in your family that does strange things, okay? He is not fun. He is not funny. He's very boring. And he always wears the same thing. He wears the same polo shirt, the same khaki pants, and he wears the same plaid jacket. He wears it all the time. He even wears it out in the middle of the summer when he goes to the beach. He always wears the same thing. Now, the interesting thing about Uncle Norwal is that he is a motivational speaker, and he lives in an RV down by the river. So Uncle Norwal is is a very interesting character in your family. So Uncle Norwal stops by your house to see your brand-new little baby brother. He walks over to the crib. He looks over in the crib. He smiles. Then he steps back, his face gets all scrunched up, he gets real serious, and in a very serious tone, he turns to your mom and he says, man, that is one ugly baby. (laughs) Now, your mom is probably not going to like that. She's going to take Uncle Norwal's Christmas gift and she's going to return it back to the cheese section at the deli at the grocery store. She's going to make sure that he doesn't get his present. Now, some of you may have an Uncle Norwal, You may have a strange person in your family, or you may have somebody who says or does something strange every now and then. Well, the exact kind of same thing happened with Jesus. Except with baby Jesus, it wasn't someone in the family. It was actually someone else. So I want you to imagine another scene with me, but this is a true story, not a made-up story. And so the scene is the church. Joseph and Mary, they took Jesus to big church. Jesus was exactly 40 days old. And they took him to big church, and they started walking through the the big main area of the big church. And then all of a sudden, this old man came walking up to them. They didn't know him. And he approached them, and he said, May I please hold your baby? Now, can't you just see Joseph doing the stiff arm, you know, just right up in front of Mary and Jesus, you know, kind of like a a mom does to her kid in the passenger seat, you know, when a car pulls out, Joseph just kind of throws up his arm, throws up his hand and says, hey, old man, back off, you know, get away. And the old man, Simeon, he bows his head a little bit and he says, I'm sorry, don't, don't be alarmed. I know you don't know me, but I know your son. 
And he lifts his head up and, and he looks at Mary. And Mary catches his eye. And in a moment, she sees it. He knows. She doesn't know how he knows. She can't figure it out. But she looks in his eyes and she knows that he knows. He knows who this baby was that she was holding in her hands. And so Mary gently brings Joseph's arm down. And she gently hands the baby to Simeon. And Simeon looks up to heaven. And with tears in his eyes, he says, Oh, great God of highest heaven, thank you. Thank you, God, so much for, for letting me see your promise come to life in my hands here this day. And then Simeon looked down at baby Jesus. And he said, oh, Father, here's, here's the Messiah. Here's the Savior. Here's your salvation. Here's the light of the world. That's a great scene, isn't it? That's just a sweet moment. That's a, that's a Hallmark movie. And then Simeon looks at Mary. And he says, precious woman, your child will be hated. Your child will be rejected. Many people will want to have nothing to do with him. And one day with your very own eyes, you will see how evil and wicked and the people can be in this world when you see what they will do to your boy. When you see what they will do to your son. It's going to break your heart. And it's going to bruise your soul. <laughs> it would have been better if he just said Jesus was an ugly baby, right? I mean, this, this, was, this was not something you would say to someone about their baby. This is a very strange thing you would say to someone about their baby. But here's the thing. Everything that Simeon said was true. You see, 33 years later, Mary watched as her son endured unimaginable suffering and pain on a Friday. See, Jesus was not just a cute little baby in a manger. Jesus wasn't just born and one day he was going to die. Jesus was born for the very purpose on a certain day to die. To die on that one day so that me and you could have a way to be right with God. To die on, on that one day so that he could completely and perfectly fulfill that promise that that old man had been waiting for his whole life. There's a story told about some American prisoners in a German camp in World War II. They got some secret news that somehow made its way into the prison to them. They found out that the Allied forces had won three days before their German captors found out. They had this amazing, exciting news, but they couldn't do anything with it. There was nothing they could do. So for three more days, all these, these terrible things that they had experienced, all the darkness of prison, all those circumstances were still the same. Every bad thing that they experienced continued. But for those three days there was one thing that was different. They had hope. They had a hope that they thought they would never, ever experience again. 
See, they knew that in just a little while, they were going to be free. Everything Simeon said about Mary was all true. Mary's heart was broken. Mary's soul was bruised. She saw and and watched the agonizing death of her son. But three days later, something changed. Three days later, Mary had the same kind of hope that she saw in that old man in the temple that day. Because three days later, her son was free. He was risen, just as he said, and he was never going to die again. See, we can enjoy Christmas without the Christ of Christmas. We're able to do that. But let me plead with you not to waste your Christmas. Let me plead with you to know that that true peace, true hope, true joy can only be found in Jesus. The peace on earth that we sing about this time of year can only be found in Jesus. He is peace on this earth. But the truth is, he's even peace beyond this earth. You see, we live in a dark world. We've seen it in the news just in the last two days. And according to Jesus, the world is going to get even darker. But there's hope. There is amazing hope. There is hope that you cannot even imagine. The old man, Simeon, in the temple that day, he called that hope light. He called it light. You see, Jesus the Christ, he is the hope of salvation. He is the one, only true hope of salvation. See, Jesus the Christ, he is the only true light of the world. And as the world gets darker, the light of Jesus gets stronger. And the light of Jesus never, no, never, no, never goes out.